Welcome back to the Nerd Nest Podcast. I'm Bill, and today we've got Kyle is back. We haven't seen him in ages. Kyle, how's it going, man? Uh, Pretty good on a new continent, or an old continent, but <laughs> new for the channel. And, you know, compared to the other ones, it's a new continent. It's a new world. <laughs> yeah, the new world. Rich, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Having a good weekend. How are you? I'm I'm awesome. Uh, I took a week off from content creation, and uh, I needed it, and it was really Good. awesome. But that's why there wasn't an episode last week, and I do feel kind of bad because I didn't tell anybody. I just <laughs> didn't post it, and then I just like, oh, it's Friday time for my Friday video. I need more time off, and then I didn't post anything there either. So I feel bad about that. Um, Carrie, have you been working? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes, non YouTube stuff. I have been, um, it's been exceedingly busy for me. So there's been a lot of stuff going on that, uh, have been very taxing to me. And when I have to get to YouTube stuff, I just kind of don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to be I a think, vegetable. I think Rich and I were talking about this where we are, our, um, love of doing this stuff kind of comes in fits and spurts it's like yes i'm loving doing this and then other times you're just like it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and i don't feel like it right now but uh you know what i do feel like doing right go ahead i was gonna say for us four we we have day jobs so it's a lot it's a lot to go through i know that um even with russ um doing this full time you know where's on him too so yeah it's a lot Yeah. yeah right now i think the the thing that most weighs on me is that I'm still behind. Like I'm still covering stuff that I need to, I like have obligations that I've said I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm chipping away at it and I'm making progress. Uh, but it, it's, um, it's preventing me from doing the things that I want to do. Like things that I'm like, Oh yeah, let me talk about this because I, I can't do that yet. So it's, it's a bit of a, <laughs> a struggle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I understand the feeling. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's come back to that in a little bit and talk about the things that you're chipping away at so that, you know, people can check those out. But first I want to talk about, um, this, this weird idea that we already have the switch pro it's already here. It's the steam deck. Um, Mario wonder got leaked and it's already running on the Steam Deck. Now, last time that we had a big leak like this, it was Tears of the Kingdom. And then we didn't see Kyle for like a month <laughs> for reasons. I'm not sure if they were related to that or or not. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, Kyle ended up picking up Tears of the Kingdom and, 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 you know, buying it the right way, the way that you're supposed to. But there's a lot of people out there that were they were playing those games, and we had Super Mario Wonder, and there's people already like speed running uh, the game. Are any of you currently have any of you seen the the game running anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I've seen. You broke the news to me. I I guess I was offline the last twenty four hours because I did not see this news until you mentioned it in a in a chat with me, and I looked it up. And yeah, I watched it on Steam Deck, and I watched it on a PC, like a fourteen forty p sixty fps desktop, and yeah, it looks great. From there, I'm not going to look at any more footage because there are two types of spoilers, right? There are spoil story spoilers, which I think most people care about. And there are like mechanical spoilers. And I actually care about like mechanical spoilers and I really don't care about story spoilers. So I'm not going to watch anymore until I can play, but it looks pretty good. 
I saw some uh, posts where people were talking about, you know, who who cares about spoilers for Mario because, you know, the story's paper thin. Right. And uh, I totally agree with them, but I also agree with you. Like, you don't want to see where these secrets are. Like, yeah. I wish I could go back and yeah. play Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first time and, you know, duck down on that white block and fall through <laughs> it and be like, what the heck just happened? Why am I behind stuff? But I never got that because I saw... Was the what's the movie the 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 wizard? wizard. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the wizard. wizard. Yep. I saw the wizard, and they showed that in the movie, and I was like, oh, all right. Well, now everybody knows how to do that. Um, yep. Carrie, you nodded your head, saying you've you've seen the footage. Uh, what would mm. you think of it so far? Are you a Mario guy? Uh, I'm. I was huge on Mario sixty four. I'm like still Mario sixty four is still probably my favorite Mario game to date. I really liked Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey did a lot of things that were similar to Mario 64, uh, but then they went like crazy with just like get five million moons instead of just like a hundred like really like well-placed moons. Like if you're just going to a shop and buying a moon, that's not anything. That's just, you know, a, a time sink thing. Um, so I care more about the 3D Marios than I do the 2D Marios. So I don't have, like, when the Wii versions came out, I wasn't super big on them. So Wonder is going in that route. Having said that, I loved Super Mario World when I got my Super Nintendo for my birthday. Um, the yellow cape was huge. Like, I just really enjoyed playing that game. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, uber eager to play a Mario game. Like, I'm not as hyped as I am for a Zelda game as a Mario game. But I still will go ahead and play it because I want to experience it. So, I mean, when the news broke, I was just like, well, let me go ahead and, you know, get that. Um, so it's it's um, it's just like I'm indifferent, I would say, for 2D Mario. I'm, I don't hate it. I don't I'm not hyped for it. I just I'm curious. I feel like and, Kyle and, is probably a big 3D Mario fan as well compared to 2D. Yeah, I'm not a side scroller guy. <laughs> I, like, I not at all. You don't like the, the other Cube. 2D Marios? Uh, not that much. Uh, Super Mario World 3 is pretty good. Um, but, like, I don't know, just side-scrollers in general aren't my thing. That's fair. What were you saying, Rich? I was going to say I felt like it was uh, just the timing-wise, right? Like, you grew up playing more GameCube. It feels like GameCube, Wii. N64. N64. Super Mario 64 was one of my first games. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm... I'm alone here, I think. Well, maybe, Bill, you're with me, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the 2D Marios. So, like, Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and I've gotten made fun of this before, but might be one of my favorite Marios. Might be my favorite Mario. Like, it's really good, and it's actually challenging, um, especially, like, the Luigi U version, where you have, like, the time limit and stuff like that. It It's good. So, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Yeah, I... I, you're not alone on that. I'm not a huge fan of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Like, I think the first one was pretty good, and then the one that was on the 3DS, the one with all the coins or whatever, mm. that one was pretty good. But then it just started feeling kind of like, okay, there's more of the same and more of the same. And, but this is the first time where I've looked at it and been like, oh, wow, um, this is exciting. They're really changing things up, and I can't wait to see what that's like. And, it, I mean, I know it's something as simple as just the animations, how Mario moves through yeah. the world. That is really, really interesting to me. And it, it brings me back to when, like, I was a kid and one of my friends uh, rode his bike over and he was like, dude, they have a new Mario game 
up at Woolworth, which was our like local shop. And we rode our bikes up Bless there it. and we played it on the little TV in the electronics department. And we were like, we played it until the guy said, you got to leave. And you could only play for, play for five minutes and the game would automatically reset. Uh, but we just kept, we kept playing. The guy would kick us out and then we would come back the, you know, the next day and do the same thing again. It was, it was amazing. And this feels like such a, like the same kind of leap forward from Super Mario 3 to Super Mario World. And th this feels like that same leap forward from Super Mario, whatever the last one was, uh, to Super Mario Wonder. So I'm very hyped for it, but it's already out there and people are able, are able to uh, play it on PC. Uh, like you said, Rich, they're running it at like 2X scaling and it's running at 60 frames per second. I saw a video where a guy was playing it on his Steam Deck and it was, they're using Ryu Jinx and they're maintaining around 30 frames per second, which is, you know, you don't want to play a Mario game like that, but like that's with it just coming out. Uh, so I figured we're definitely going to get some performance updates. Kyle, do you think we'll, do you think they'll be able to hit 60 frames per second with, um, with the emulation of this, with it, you know, starting at 30? Uh, I'm sure they will. Uh, Ryu is a slower emulator because it's much more accurate. Um, Yuzu will probably hit 60 as soon as they get official support for it, which for Tears of the Kingdom was like on day three. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm sure it'll, it'll get up there. It takes some dirtier hacks to get there, but um, it, it won't have any gameplay effect whatsoever. So yeah, I'm sure it'll get That's there. That's awesome. I, I'm not playing it at all until it comes out and I will just buy it and play it on my Switch because that's where I want to play it. But I know that there's a lot of people who want to play it on a much more comfortable handheld. Rich, I'm guessing you are probably, I, even if you buy it, which I'm guessing you will, you're going to yep. be playing it on your Steam Deck, right? Yeah, I'm definitely buying it and I will absolutely play it on my Steam Deck or I've, I've been using the One X Fly a lot. I'll play it on that. So I'm definitely playing it on a PC handheld 1000%. I also heard that the engine is the same engine as like Tears of the Kingdom slash Splatoon 3. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Which it is seems surprising. Like I forget what that's called. It's like the, it's got two words. Um, it's like the parcel something engine. It's a weird name. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they're able to run like those are three very different styles of games and they're all running in that same engine um were you were you about to say something kyle no i wasn't oh okay i'm sorry uh <laughs> carrie uh you said that you've got that thing have you mm. played it uh no i just converted it from xci to nsp and moved it over uh okay. to a place where it can be uh again i'm not in i'm not super hyped for it i haven't but it I'm in a, um, you know, there's actually a story that we should talk about. Uh, that I'm in a Discord where a lot of things come like, like immediately, anytime like big news stuff. So um, there was a Steam OS beta that was like available, and I actually had it running on an iNeo device. This is prior to the Steam Deck coming out. Um, so I had that, and I was there was like some stuff, and then Valve was like, "Please don't," and I was just like, "All right." But there's a story there that we can talk about. Uh, so I'm in a Discord where I, I get news fast. So I had it fast, but I haven't done anything on it, only because, again, I'm not hyped. So the SteamOS beta, hmm. you were you were talking. This is before the Steam Deck came out, not yeah. recently. No, no, no. This is probably this oh, is like okay, like seven months before the Steam Deck came out. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, wow. so it was real early, and I put it on the iNeo original, the original iNeo. And, so and yet we Renoir. still don't have the official release. <laughs> I just cannot wait for that official release. All right, well, that's uh, Super Mario Wonder. Um, you know, before we move on from Nintendo Switch, I, I recently saw yet another article that said that the, the, the Switch 2, whatever the heck it's going to be, might not be backwards compatible. And I got to say, if that happens, I'm not buying it. Like, I bought every <laughs> Nintendo Switch, Nintendo system. I got them all behind me. All right. Even the Wii U, which everybody hated. I loved that system. Although one person bought a Wii U this year. Um, like, there was a story <laughs> yes, yeah. that I read about the other day. Yeah. There was one yeah. Wii U sold uh, this year, which is one more than was sold last year. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's a 100% increase, I guess. Um, Very nice. Uh, but like I got all the systems, but if I can't play my switch games on this thing, unless it's got something that really, really compels me to pick it up, I'm, I just don't see myself moving forward, uh, and, and get one. I've got too many other, other systems to play games on. I got too many other games to play. And with, I think I got 300 games on my switch and they're all digital. They're almost all digital. If I can't play those games, I don't know that I'll pick up the next one. Uh, Rich, you're a handheld guy. The next Switch yeah. that comes out, if it's not backwards compatible, does that does that change your your math? Um, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm a sucker for a Nintendo game, so I'm buying it regardless. Absolutely regardless, I'm buying it. Um, Nintendo, but, don't listen to this guy. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm bullish on Nintendo not being complete idiots again <laughs> like i think they'll i think they're gonna go backwards compatible i think it's gonna be a hybrid like i don't think uh that you know I, and we always talk about nintendo kind of going way too far with their gimmicks and stuff like that i don't think it'll be that far i think their gimmick is going to be like a light gimmick like now you can play the switch vertically instead of just horizontally you'll have the option to play vertically it'll be like a slight gimmick i think and i think they're otherwise going to bank on just going forward with the same switch success you know not only that while you said that you know they we we've given them a hard time for going hard on their gimmicks one thing that occurs to me is that this is the first time that we've had new leadership in charge in a yes. really long time because basically yes. i forget his name uh but the guy that took over for iwata uh, basically said, I am just executing Iwata's plan with the Switch. Like, that was his plan. I'm executing his plan. And now we've got Shinturo Furukawa. Who knows what that guy's going to do? Uh, so maybe they won't lean into the gimmicks nearly as much. At least, you know, fingers crossed from me. Um, let's move Same. on and talk about Microsoft. Because Microsoft finally closed the deal and uh it's been has it been two years it's been a while yet yeah. 18 months two, two 18 years. months i think i thought it was it's, longer it's, than that but yeah it it's feels a super like, long time it feels like 20 years it, like how much 24 months i know it was not like an even two years it's either it's like 24 months something like that it's like yeah yeah it's been a while it has and we've been talking about it for a really long time it's they finally closed the deal although i know that ftc is still like 
we're coming after you, but I don't know that they can actually change anything. And Microsoft seems awfully confident because they put out a trailer saying all these games are ours now. And That's a good trailer. Yeah, it was a good trailer. I liked it. Um, I like that they included Crash Bandicoot, which was just essentially the PlayStation mascot. That's kind of shots fired. But yeah, I, I don't want to like start console wars here or anything. But the thing that I got thinking about is there's a lot of games, uh, Activision games, that we have not seen, a lot of uh, franchises that we've not seen in a really long time. And I was wondering if there were any activision franchises and in the show notes guys i have a link to that lists all like all the activision franchises that uh microsoft now owns um is there is there a franchise on that list that you really really want to bring back um what do you think kyle is there anything is there any old activision games that you want to see brought back in a new way or maybe just remakes uh yeah, I think um I was originally going to say Guitar Hero because <laughs> I grew up with that a lot, but I also know that there are some really good fan recreations of that. So, I'm going to change my answer to Spyro. Uh the Reignited trilogy was amazing and I would love to see a number 4. <clears throat> That's like a awesome. Number four. A real number four. Okay. I have to admit, I never played Spyro. Um, I bought the Re Reignited Trilogy uh, to play on my Steam Deck, and I played it for, I think, 15 minutes and was bored. Um, it just was not for me. But I know that people adore the Spyro games, and it was always kind of a shame that those games kind of died off in favor of, what was the, the one with the little plastic doohickeys? My son had a thousand of these things. Uh, Skylanders. Oh, yeah. Skylanders, yeah. yeah. There was like a billion Skylanders games, and those were obviously way more monetizable. So Activision leaned really, really hard into that. And, yeah. you know, I, that was like this. I think that was a Spyro spinoff, right? Wasn't it, Kyle? I think it was like Spyro and Crash were both in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. I would love to see a new Spyro game for all of the Spyro fans out there. They've been waiting a really long time. My wife does not play video games. She loves Spyro the Dragon, and I remember she said that <laughs> she remembered playing Spyro the Dragon uh, when she was younger. Rich, what about you, man? What 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 from the list is is uh, is jumping out at you? Do I have to pick one? Is the question. no? You could well pick one cause... first, and we can come back to more later. All right. So I know I talked to you about like starcraft and how much the pc players are going to want starcraft to come back in some way that that's not on my list that's definitely like something i think a lot of people will enjoy but on my list uh i'm gonna go with i'm choosing between either blackthorn is it blackthorn yeah or mm -hmm. geometry wars it has to be one of those two for me blackthorn or geometry wars so i spent so many hundreds of hours on geometry wars and i would love a one that like goes back to the one or two formula um especially two with the different like game modes that they had and then with blackthorn it's kind of the opposite i never really spent a lot of time with it but it's one of those games whenever i'm trying out emulation i start out with blackthorn it's just a really fun like uh action platformer in a like pc style uh, so it's really fun I, I like that one and they need to bring that back you know what i'd love to see with geometry wars and every, yeah. people are going to be super mad at me in in the in the comments a battle royale 
where you are on a huge sphere and you've got mm. like you you're you're fighting the enemies uh getting power-ups and stuff but then you know you come across a player and that sphere that you're on just keeps getting smaller over time until <laughs> there's only a couple left i think that that would be really fun um that would be awesome carrie uh, what what from the list is is interesting to you Okay, so this uh, first off, uh, Blackthorn, the genre that it is, is actually called cinematic platformers. Yes, much like yeah, uh, uh, out of this world, um, another oh. world, whichever one. So yeah, they're called cinematic platformers. The dude that like like made the genre, uh, forget his name, he's a French guy. But out of this world is such an amazing cinematic platformer in terms of pacing. If you don't know exactly what you're doing, right? Like you're still, but there's this kind of forward force that's always like pushing you forward and there's a lot of moments in there uh typically cinematic platformers are always like grid like in their types of uh how they're moving about so like abe's odyssey uh would fall under there mm -hmm. there's like a lot of the prince of persia that type mm -hmm. of stuff so they're um really awesome thing i think that would be super worthwhile there's a part of me that thinks that all of these older ips would be m amazing to kind of just fill in some little gaps in game pass uh, for me, yeah. my choice is going to be Space Quest or King's Quest, and I would love it if Microsoft was like, here's a million dollars or here's two million dollars and give it to Wadget Eye Games. These guys have been doing like uh, traditional point and click adventure games. They've been doing killing it, in, it. Yeah, doing it in the Sierra, like the old Sierra type of style. Um, Are those the guys and, that did Thimbleweed Park? No, that's uh, that's uh, Ron Gilbert. That's uh, oh, so Ron okay. Gilbert did that. He he came away from Double Fine. Wadget okay, Eye Games ahead, is the guy that no, he did like the the Shiva, the um, the the Blackwell uh, Epiphany. Like if you take a look at his game, like the series of games that he does, they do an amazing job with the uh, point and click adventure game series. And like a million dollars or two million dollars is nothing to Microsoft. That's nothing to Xbox. So just like hey, you're a studio and you've consistently created great point and click adventure games here's a million dollars here's two million dollars make us a space quest or a king's quest game like that and we're just going to have it on game pass and it'll just be another thing that uh, people on game Ca game pass could play i think that would be something i would love you know the problem is like when king's quest was remade it was this had this huge budget had like all new like visual style and all this stuff that went into it and the people that liked those games don't necessarily care about that so it's just like just go back to the roots of how it was and i think you're going to find a, a better appreciation for that and you don't have to spend as much and much like how rich said for like geometry wars geometry wars was a like a quintessential title for xbla like uh, the mm -hmm. idea that xbla was the arcade of xbox and it was very high score oriented so like the leaderboards were like like a big thing on geometry yeah. wars so there's um i don't know there's like different those are like different play styles and i would say that microsoft has this whole like huge new treasure trove of ip that they don't they shouldn't spend a lot of money on in terms of making games they should just employ these very small studios give them a few million dollars which is nothing to them uh but it's huge for these small studios and they'd be able to crank out some quality stuff so i think that's the angle that I would like them to target it at. And Game Pass allows them to like think about it in that respect. I think it's Square, right? That has the program where you can like pitch them a game, right. like an indie game based on their IP. Microsoft should absolutely do that. Have a yeah. system like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this this is. I feel like this is something that I said that that Lucas 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 film Lucas Arts. I don't know who it is now Lucas that does the uh, Star Wars games. Arts, yeah. um, that I wanted them to do that with Disney, but instead they ended up handing all yeah. uh, everything to EA, and we're like, you're the only people that can make Star Wars stuff. And I always thought that that was a goofy idea because there's so there's so much potential in the Star Wars universe that you should you know let lots of devs do it and still we have i think ea and now uh ubisoft, ubisoft. and that's ubisoft, that's it yeah. like there should be a thousand star wars games because it's such a cool place that people love and then just have like a a panel of people that say yes to this no to that that's a great idea that's terrible and you're right carrie microsoft should do the same thing and get these little developers that you know that are real that you know they've proven themselves on their own ip well all right now let's give them let's hand them something else i gotta be honest rich i was really shocked that you didn't say uh hexen or heretic because you're always the, the boomer shooter guy and i was For like sure really i'm, I'm yeah. shocked <laughs> i somehow never got into those so i got into doom really heavy and I do want to see Hex and a Heretic, but I just I just never got into them. So Blackthorn is something I go to a lot. Again, I've only played like the first 30 minutes to 60 minutes, but I go to that 30 minutes, 60 minutes a lot. And uh, Geometry Wars, I just spent so many hours on that. That needs to come back. Yeah, I, I think that Geometry Wars is a good shout. And I wouldn't I don't think I would have thought of it, but it's definitely cool. Um, yeah. I posted a poll on my channel. I came up with like five ideas that that they could do instead of just bringing back games. I wanted to see them in different genres or or at least changed in some way. And so one of the things that I said is that I would like to see is a side-scrolling Pitfall game that's a Metroidvania roguelike kind of like um, Dead Cells. I think that that would be really really fun using the Pitfall IP. Uh, I, you, you know, you've got the the swinging, you've got giant scorpions sure. and stuff to deal with. I yeah. think that that would be really fun. Um, Police that. Quest as a third person detective game. I personally despise uh, point and click adventures because I always think I'm going to like them, but what ends up happening is I get an idea in my head. Oh, this this uh, remote control is used for in this particular way, and then I get to a puzzle and I don't think to use the thing that I have in my inventory. And I, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And then I just, I get, I give up and move on. But I would love to see like a police quest, third person detective game. Um, Hexen, like I, like I was surprised that you didn't say Hexen. I mm -hmm. would like to see it as a four player co-op shooter where you've got a rogue, a mage, uh, you know, other classes that with that awesome. magic stuff, but have it be a shooter. Which is very similar to what was that one that has the art that's similar it just to came out like a month ago, right? Like it did, but it didn't. Shoot. It didn't come. It like it wasn't well received, and I can't think of the name of it. But it was gorgeous looking. I love the art style for it. I can see the riches. Myth Force, I think. Myth Force, yes. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Myth Force, but you know, good. And sorry to the Myth Force <laughs> people. I haven't played it. I've just read that other people didn't think it was very good. Um, yep. I would love to see a new Lost Vikings, and I would love to see a first-person shooter in the StarCraft universe. All that stuff would be good. And I asked people what they wanted. Most people said StarCraft. They really wanted to see a StarCraft uh, FPS. 
and Starcraft uh, Ghost. Starcraft, yeah, Starcraft Ghost, the one that you know Blizzard was yeah. working on for a really long time, and then they just they just gave up. Um, uh, Stephanie Requiem uh, left a comment. They said Turrican returns as a two, a true two D Metroid like. I don't Wait, have a Turrican lot of love is... for Turrican. Do you guys? I love Turrican. I didn't know it was owned by Activision. Uh, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't understand the assignment. I'm not sure. I didn't look that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't afterwards. look it up either because I commented under that one because I love that idea. But I, you know what? I have no idea if that's Activision or not. They, yeah, same. It's Accolade. Was who was Accolade bought out by? Yeah, good question. <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody <laughs> keeps buying each other. In fact, if you look at that. Um, that thing that's it says like every Activision thing that's now owned. Uh, it says things like there after Activision acquired Raven Software in 1997. After Activision it's, acquired Vivendi Universal in 2008. So yeah, um, it like was Infogrames the, and then Atari. Oh. Okay, so Atari owns no, that now. Atari SA, yeah. No Atari. Maybe it'll us. come out for the Atari 2600 Plus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I think I am the only person in the world to buy one. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more um, games that should come out. Um, yeah. So, I, by the way, I love the idea of like contracting other studios, spending less money on these. These are going to be experimental. I'm totally with that. Um, SWAT. So SWAT Four is like a cult classic. Right. I I don't have a lot of time with it myself. I just know like how big it is. Um, so like immersive sim, but like make it make it police oriented that's pretty cool um, can i interrupt i have a question about that is yeah. that the one where it was like turn-based tactical yes okay that's i just wanted to make I sure i was thinking of wait the same was it game. turn-based Go ahead. i know i know it was tactical i don't remember whether or not it was turn-based i think nobody so. seems to know that's yeah. okay. I never played Go before. ahead. I just wanted okay. to I, I knew it was a tactical game but i wasn't sure if it was the one that i'm thinking of but what were you saying yeah. rich one more. I know Carrie's going to agree with me on this one. I think we talked about it on this podcast. Prototype. So, like, yep. came oh, out yeah, around the sure. same time as Infamous. I don't know how well it's aged, but I do know I didn't like Infamous. Everybody loved Infamous. I didn't like like Infamous. I was Prototype all the way. Prototype was an amazing game. Very campy it's aged story. Pretty well. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, I played it maybe a year or two ago uh, through one and two again, and uh, it aged pretty well. It wouldn't need. It wouldn't need that many changes to like fare pretty well nowadays, I don't think. Yeah. It was just dumb fun running around the city and That's destroying it. everything. It's just yeah. dumb fun. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I remember Infamous coming out and I was like, this just this isn't good at all. Uh, goodness gracious, why is the game escaping me? It's the GTA cyborg. Uh everyone bought it to get the Halo three beta. Oh. And it turned out being Crackdown. a good game. Starts with a C. Crackdown. Crackdown. Crackdown, yeah. 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 That Crackdown. was a good game. Crackdown, I loved. I remember being shocked at how like I actually enjoyed playing that. And then Infamous came out. I'm like, man, this is this is a a, a poor clone of like whatever that was like trying to do. The problem um, with me for Infamous was that it was trying too hard to be like a shooter. Like it was a superhero sandbox game, but like when you broke down the mechanics, it really just played like a shooter. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to like, tr yeah, traverse the city and get into trouble and just yeah, do nonsense. Which is the same thing that the same criticism that a lot of people had for um, that kill the Justice League game that had come out, or I don't know if oh. it actually came out. It was like they showed off, they showed it off at it might have been E three or during like the Christmas show or whatever. Uh, they showed it off, and everybody was like, "This is just a shooter." Like Captain Boomerang <laughs> is like using guns. 
Yeah. Which is just goofy. Like, why would yeah. you do that to this character where everybody just has guns? And then it, yeah. I, it's just leveraging this IP. It almost felt like they, they had a game, and then they said, well, we can skin it with these DC characters to try and get more interest in it. And uh, yeah. did that game ever come out? I think I it did. I don't know. That's how bad <laughs> Nobody it did. I have no idea. That's how bad it did. All right. Uh, anybody else have uh, other game ideas that they want to see come back from Activision now that uh, Microsoft is sitting there with big buckets of cash? I mean, it sounds silly, and I don't think anyone would like really care, but I think that it would cost Microsoft nothing. But again, I would like like a Zork, uh, like, like just straight-up text-based adventure game. Um, uh, you know, maybe use AI, do something that it's still text-based, but it's leveraging something else like pivot on it, but keep it text-based. Um, I would like that idea, um, and seeing how, where they could go with that. Uh, but yeah, that's, they have just a treasure trove of stuff. And I don't think that they need to spend a bunch of money. It's like the, uh, what is it? Like the baking idea for Netflix. Like how many baking shows do they have on Netflix (laughs) and people watch them, but it costs them like 12 bucks to make. Uh, mm-hmm. So they they just keep on making another one. It's like you know, uh, whoopsie doodle baking season eighteen. <laughs> Top you know season you mentioned it yeah. text based you know, but uh, there were games there that were text based where you typed in prompts or whatever, but they had a picture. It wasn't a moving picture, but they had a picture. But mm-hmm. with with the things that AI can do now, where you've got like you know it it generates what it is, and then it just you know, puts up this picture. If it's new, every time you play it, like a like a roguelike text-based adventure based on the Zork world that just... Because I don't... I think a text-based adventure... Nobody's going to play that except for old farts like us who yeah. are trying to feel nostalgia. But if you at least got a picture, then I think maybe somebody would try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think that they should spend all that much money on this. There's... um. When I you know, good. when I pick sorry when I picture like modernizing Zork though I think like Talos Principle or the Witness like I feel like there's something there that they can pull you know yeah there's there's that very so like a Zork right and then you have that uh, what you would think of like what uh, Bill's almost saying is that you have Mist right Mist mm-hmm. came out yeah. and it like sold like gangbusters it wouldn't sell that well today but there is a mystique to Mist and Zork. And uh, I would say also Talos Principle and The Witness, where you're placed in this environment and you're kind of just like on edge, wondering what's going to happen because it just seems surreal yeah. and you're kind of going through it. So there's this mystique to that I really, I personally really enjoy. Um, but, you know, with how AI and text-based stuff has been going, if you could figure out a way to keep that uh, on rails... So you don't let it go like, you know, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming into Zork World or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) it would keep you inside of the guardrails of the Zork universe, but allowing you to like the AI understanding where things are and you kind of naturally going through that with having any prompt being workable. um, I think that's a cool idea. And that's something that, you know, you don't have to make it very long um, and it would be super cheap and it would just be something to like, Hey, this is on PC Game Pass or whatever, and just you know, whatever, play it or not. It Especially us. if it recognizes your voice. If you could just sit there yeah. instead of having to type stuff out, you could say "Go north," 
yeah, you know, onto your microphone. Anything. Yeah, even talking to it. That would be, like, that would be cool. Like, I, again, however they want to, like, frame this, do this, uh, I don't think it would be all that uh, much. I think that they could tap into some other stuff and do some really cool ideas that not everyone is going to play, but it doesn't need to get a lot of people playing it because Game Pass just needs a variety of stuff. Um, so, I don't know, that's just my idea. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned Guitar Hero. Are you a big Guitar Hero guy? I was back when it existed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I played a lot of uh, Guitar Hero 1, 2, 3, World Tour, Rock Band 1 and 2. Oh, actually, uh, I can get Guitar- it down. Yeah. I have my original Konami uh, Guitar Hero 1 for PS1 when I imported it. It only has three buttons. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. I, I have it over there. Um, I loved playing that. Yeah, but I'm also also with Kyle. Like Guitar Hero would be cool, but I think everyone got kind of what was it, the plastic fatigue? Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it was just like you always had to buy a box, and no one was storing this stuff anywhere, and it was like a weird, like eBay price shift. Like it was like mm-hmm. going for like two dollars, and then they all started breaking, and people still liked playing it, and the, yeah. the uh, availability of working stuff. I didn't like Guitar Hero Live though. I bounced off of Guitar Hero Live yeah. very fast. Same. Uh, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't feel the six button strings set up. I didn't like the FMV type of style that they had. Um, I don't know. Guitar Hero three for me was like peak Guitar Hero. Um, Guitar Hero two is pretty cool, but they were still in that realm of like, what I think they were like remixing the songs, right? They weren't getting the original songs. They were they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. They were covering them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was that that tinge of like not official. I think Guitar Hero three was like. The progression of Guitar Hero 3 was just amazing. Like, you would be going mm-hmm. through a tr- track list of whatever venue you were on, and there was always, like, two songs in there that I was always like, oh, sick, I can't wait to play that song. So I just felt like there was a better progression in Guitar Hero 3, and, um, yeah, so I, I would also uh, raise my hand along with Kyle for another Guitar Hero. I feel like the the advent of DLC has ruined that genre and made it completely... I, I the, playing the actual games is fun. I I had a uh, Guitar Hero. I played it. In fact, I had surgery on my hand, and that's what what I used for physical therapy was <laughs> playing Guitar Hero because I was constantly moving my fingers around. Um, I loved it. It was so much fun. But now these days, it's like okay, they're gonna sell us these songs for the umpteenth time. You're gonna pay for them, and then they'll shut down the service, and we'll all get screwed. And that's the only reason I don't with that and the plastic fatigue because I don't want a bunch of crap in my house. But um, that is the the main like the main thing about Guitar Hero that makes me say uh, that makes me nervous. Like because I think that they would convince me and I'd buy it and then I'd get screwed in the end. I think the Rich. The oh, other, go ahead, Kai, Carrie. Uh, sorry, real quick. Uh, I think the the only thing that is uh, not a positive for Guitar Hero is that it almost demands having um a plastic toy accessory uh mm-hmm. to use properly and that is counter to how game pass works i don't think that anyone oh, like, oh it's on game pass but i need to buy a 50 dollars controller or whatever um so that is not a benefit to game pass in terms of like hey we're adding this to game pass and it's um not immediately available like having ga- having it available on game pass is great Maybe buying the guitar gets you a bunch of DLC songs or whatever, um, but there needs to be something. I don't know yeah. if it it integrates with Game Pass very well. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. good point that I never thought of. What were you about to say, Kyle? 
I was going to say, I think that's something that would sell, even if they didn't make a new game, would be like an elite level Guitar Hero controller. Right. Uh, like, they could just come out with that and say, oh, hey, we have adapters for PS2. Go play it wherever you want. No, we don't care. That would They could probably mark that thing up 300%. <laughs> I could see that. That's awesome. All right. Uh, well, let us know what, what Activision games you want Microsoft to bring back from the dead, because... There's one thing that's for sure. As huge as as Call of Duty is, this entire this 67 68 billion dollar purchase was not just for Call of Duty. And it uh, it there there's so many properties that Microsoft now has access to that I really hope that they start throwing money at those uh at those properties so that we can get some of those uh to come back. If for no other reason than nostalgia. Um, before we move on and talk more about the news, does anybody have any games that they've been playing this week that they want to mention? I'll go with um, just Next Fest, right? It's uh, going on for another couple days, the 19th? Yeah, I think three more days. Yeah, so Next Fest is fun. I've played RoboCop. I've played, there's a game called Kid Bubblegum, which is just... 2d pixel platformer but it's really fun um is it lord of the faith or something of the faith the one that oh, is like metroidvania it's, yeah it's it's literally bloodborne demake yeah. like it yeah it's really oh, good. the last cool. faith i think is is what it's called yeah the last exterminator is another one which is like a duke nukem style boomer that one shooter. looks really cool it's fun i like it so yeah there's a lot of stuff to try on on next fest so you said you mentioned RoboCop. Uh, what did you think of that? Because I played the I played a little bit of that demo as well. Yeah, I I thought that they nailed it right. Like in terms of like the campy weird. There was the there was the, the video of someone playing it where like the guy keeled over, but then he like warped back to the <laughs> to the scaffolding and like fell over the the railing. And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. That's that's RoboCop. So yeah, I th I think they nailed it. Um, it had problems when I played it on Windows. Just I had crashes and uh, and really bad stuttering. But I think it played better on Steam Deck from what I saw. That's awesome. I haven't played it on Steam Deck. I only played it on my Windows PC, which is getting older. Um, so it didn't run super well. But uh, I really like like the the thing where I think it's you hold down your traditionally it's the aim button on a on a first person shooter and it outlines all the dudes and says there's a guy there's a guy there's a guy i love that because that's yep. one of the things that i always hate is like you're playing a first person shooter and there's somebody really far away and you don't really notice them like behind like this thing that's on fire and they're plinking away at your health and you're like where is this damage coming from hold that yep. button down and it highlights them for you and then you shoot them and their heads explode which is 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 really intense although i think it's weird for robocop to not use his main like to switch to other guns that seems weird to me uh anybody yeah. else play robocop no all right um i also played a game from next fest called enshrouded which is very much like what's the what's the viking game uh where you go where it's a survival game it, everybody was playing it. Oh, Valheim. Valheim, thank you. Valheim. Yeah. It's yeah. very much like Valheim. Um except you you have like this area which will like poison you unless you have something that protects you from that. I only played a little bit of it. 
didn't run very well on my PC. I did not play it on my Steam Deck because it said that it didn't support controller. But then I, when I played it on my PC, it supported controller. And so I, I installed it, but I haven't checked it out yet. Um, but that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, I like the crafting system that's in the game. But there's something... Like, when I played Valheim, the graphics... Like, when you look at a screenshot for Valheim, the graphics look bad. But when you play Valheim, the graphics are like, oh, this is really cool looking. There's a stylistic thing happening here. And I feel like they tried to do that with Enshrouded, but it didn't land with me. Mm. And it's not like I'm a graphics snob or anything, but if I'm going to play a game like that, I might just go back to Valheim anyway. Uh, did anybody else get a chance to play uh, Enshrouded? Okay, no, no, I haven't played that one. All right. Any Steam Next Fest games from you, Kyle? Uh, no, I actually forgot it was going on this week. I've been very busy. <laughs> That's fair. What about you, Carrie? Uh, there was. I went through it when it first started, and I tweeted about like six or seven games um, that I saw that caught my eye uh, and I wanted to play. It's just that I I've had a very very busy week, um, so I haven't done anything. That's fair. Um. I also played Forza, which uh, just came out, and I saw a lot of people complaining about that on PC. I'm playing it on Xbox, so I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But like, I, immediately the the uh, comparison comes to you know this or Gran Turismo Seven, and I think that you know just by looking at it, I don't think it really matters. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like a graphics snob, like I said. So when I'm playing and I'm like, a game looks really good. And when I play GT7, I'm like, oh, game looks pretty good. But the controller, the triggers on the DualSense controller with that force feedback is so much better than the triggers on the Xbox controller. And it makes me like GT7 more, even though I kind of like the progression stuff that you do in Forza more where you go through and you like you level up your car and then you earn car points to buy parts for that car which feels different than just earning money and then you either buy a car or buy parts for a car it feels like oh i'm driving my volkswagen golf so i'm earning points for my volkswagen golf i like that progression better but i ended up going back to gt7 because the triggers are just so much better on that but I mean, I'm I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a weirdo. Anybody else get a chance to play Forza? No, I I saw the reviews and also just that it wasn't compatible on the Steam Deck too and I guess I just stood away. Um I yeah, I I've enjoyed like my time with Horizon 5 and I don't really I, like I never really got into the Sims, so GTs and the and motorsports. I just it just never happened for me. So I I think I'm I'm probably not going to pick this one up. Although I will say that wasn't there, didn't Pierre Lugrify tweet out something about they were working on making sure that the game works on Steam Deck? I don't know if they fixed it he, or not. He said we're looking into it. Um, and funny enough, after Motorsport um, came out, Horizon 5 stopped working on Steam Deck 2. And they did end up fixing Horizon 5, but they haven't fixed Motorsport yet. Uh, my understanding is that the problem with Motorsport has to do with a UWP app, Universal Windows Platform, yeah. and those are much less compatible on Linux. Uh, <laughs> to, they're 
for the most part, they're not compatible, right? So I don't yeah. know what the resolution is going to be if there is going to be one. Yeah, Without is it available on? It's not available on Steam, I'm guessing. No, it is. It's just uh, there's some app that it also needs, and that oh. that app that it needs is a UWP app, um, some yeah. sort of service. Yeah. Microsoft, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ho hopefully Microsoft steps in and fix it. I mean, they've been really keen on on supporting the Steam Deck. I don't know what happened here, so hopefully it comes, but it it may be some time before that does happen. Yeah, that's that's. That's too bad. Um, I guess let's move on and talk about uh, Diablo 4 coming to Steam uh, next week. Uh, Carrie, I saw you tweet about it. You were like, I told you, essentially. <laughs> I told you it was going to happen, right? Yep. Are, you, yep. are you buying it again? I feel like if this had no. happened months ago, you would have probably bought it a second time. But now, how are you feeling about no. that? No, I, I can't. Like, I, I, I have it on Bnet. And I'm going to have Pass. it on Game Pass. So I can't rationalize buying it on, on Steam. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that Microsoft... Well, you know, like in my head, like there's like things that have been planning, right? But I, there's like a thing that also for me, like Microsoft has been... Has embraced Steam as a platform. So I've been happy with how they've been... Just whatever comes out. Day one, no problem. Here's it on Steam. It's on our store as well. We know people are going to buy on Steam. So we're going to be on Steam. Uh, it's on Xbox as well, and they, and they just been putting it everywhere they possibly can, because it's like, well, if we make money there and people like it there, then great. Um, so it, it, I'm I'm really happy about that. It remains to be seen what's going to happen with Bnet uh, after this acquisition as well. Uh, we'll see what happens there. There's just a lot of interesting questions that I don't think are super valuable to like, kind of like speculate on because whatever happens happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it, it's an interesting question. I'll just kind of, kind of see how they go forward. I, I will say, I don't see them ever getting rid of Battle.net, uh, as like a, like the back end. It's so tied into everything that they've done with Blizzard stuff. What, what were you going to say, Rich? Um, I don't know if it was prompted by the Microsoft acquisition, but they got rid of the Bethesda launcher super quick. Like, I don't know if that was already planned, but that happens. And, you know, Bethesda Launcher is nowhere near the install base of Battle.net. And like you said, there's a lot integrated already. But they, they, yeah, they spent no time going, uh, not even just getting rid of it, right? Like, allowing people to now redeem their copy on Steam. So they transferred ownership of right. your Bethesda oh, games to that. Steam. Yeah. which was really nice because I mistakenly, so I had Doom Eternal on Steam and I mistakenly bought the DLC because it was on sale on a third-party site. I bought it for the Bethesda launcher. So I had the DLC on the Bethesda launcher and I had the game on Steam and I could never play it until <laughs> Bethesda let me um, yeah, redeem the Steam copy, thankfully. So thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rich, Kyle, either of you guys going to be uh, picking up Diablo 4 for Steam? Kyle? Uh, I might if they turn around and stop making the seasons worse. Um, <laughs> but I haven't really played it since the uh, like the first couple of weeks, so it won't be for a while at least. I I'm not buying it. They do seem like they they're they're saying the right things, right? Like they're they seem like they want to do that or at least that's what they're telling us. Um so I'm curious to see but I I don't I don't have enough of an interest I think in Diablo uh to buy it but I I'm 
interested in how other people receive it. I was really interested, and when that game came out, I played it like nonstop. And then when the first season came out, I was like, ah, I can't be bothered. And I don't know why, because Diablo 3, which most people say is like the worst one, I couldn't stop playing. It was so good. It was, I had so much fun playing that game. Diablo 4, I had fun, but as soon as I stopped, I it's like I didn't have that poll saying, hey, you haven't... Uh, you haven't murdered some demons lately. How about you get in here? Uh, I just <laughs> that completely evaporated really, really quickly for me. Um, yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot about Microsoft. Let's let's talk about Sony for a bit. Uh, PS5 Slim. Boy, I did not think, I did not think that Sony could make something more ugly than the <laughs> PS5, and somehow life finds a way. Uh, that thing is really doofy looking, and it's got the little, little plastic kickstand to, to help you hold it up because they just they won't just make a rectangle. But let's be honest, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. It just sits underneath your TV, and you essentially ignore it. Um, any of you interested in picking up the Slim? Obviously not, Carrie, because you, you literally just, just bought... Got- the spider-man one like a week before they announced this <laughs> how'd you feel about that do, do you have any regrets no after i saw it i was like whoo good thing i got that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i had no regrets whatsoever yeah i'm very happy with the spider-man version i wouldn't looking at the slim model um i mean it, it seems to offer less um and be the same price uh or more yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and actually, the digital with, and then the you need the stand as well, which is sold separately for some reason. Uh, it's it's really odd. Um, Wait, the stand is sold separately? Uh, the vertical stand, not the yeah. not that oh, little piece right. of plastic. The yeah. vertical stand yeah. is more is yeah. thirty dollars. My favorite meme of that little kickstand thing is someone put a PlayStation, and then the little kickstand was Insomnia. <laughs> it's like holding up the PS5. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um yeah, so no, um I I don't no, I I don't really care about if the if a PS4 uh, PS5 Pro came out, I'd be like, "Oh crap." <laughs> like this is the worst time to get it. But it, it, with the slim model alone, no. It, I don't really care about it. Kyle, you you play a lot of PS Five, like you you one hundred percented Final Fantasy sixteen. I th- I think you're yeah. you like the PS Five. Yeah. Uh, are you interested in getting the slim model at all? Um, I mean, first of all, I'll say, but I I'll start by saying that I actually like the look of the PS Five. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, second, you can of be all... wrong if you want to, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, second of all. Um, I'm not going to buy it, but only because Sony has a history of making their second and third generation consoles worse than the original iteration. So Mm. the PS4 Slim was worse thermally than the original PS4. The PS3 Slim was worse in every way than the PS3. The PS2 Slim was worse than the the PS2, like all the way back. So I'm sure that there's something internally that has been degraded in some way to cut costs. Um, They usually just make all their money on those later revisions rather than the first ones. Um, So I will not be buying it. What do you think about the idea that you can buy this thing, uh, the digital version, take the side off, slap a disk drive in there, 
put a new side on. Uh, do you think that that's, I'm not going to say, to me, that seems like anti-consumer because if you add everything up, you end up spending more than you would have if you had just bought the thing. But it also lets people get in cheap. So that's okay. Like, what do you think about that as a design decision? Um, I like it from the guy who bought a digital edition perspective because I don't have a Blu-ray on mine. Um, but I think that it's probably, it's kind of anti-consumer. I mean, you can't tell me that the cost for them is the same as it was three years ago when it first came out or anything. So they're making more on the console, more on the drive, more on the stand, more on everything now. So uh, I would have liked to see it included in the box and just have it as like an add-on attachment if you felt like it rather than a, a separately sold add-on. Or make it a, 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 you know, a good deal cheaper. Yeah, yeah. If they hadn't raised the price of the digital edition, it'd be fine. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what prompted them to raise the price. I don't know, you know, what this cost them. Um, I agree. Just my gut, right, tells me that it doesn't cost them as much as as uh, as it seems uh, based on their pricing. And in fact, I I've you know been saying for a while that their pricing this generation in particular has seemed out of touch. I like what Sony's been doing, but I don't like what they've been doing in terms of pricing when it comes to PSVR 2. And I understand that the tech in the PSVR 2 is very nice. I just don't think that um, that was a good price for a consumer VR headset. Um, PS Portal, they they did reach 200, but that's still, I I know it's sold out. I'm not super confident that, that that's going to do well. But yeah, I, I don't know what to think about it being sold out. Like, I don't know if that's just, we manufactured 10. So we right. sold out or <laughs> because I haven't seen that the interest that high. I bought one, you bought one. So, you know, maybe it's us, but, but yeah. we bought both of them. I, I gotta say, you know, yeah. when you're talking about the prices from Sony, I feel like they're doing, they did so well last gen with PS4, you know, they, they won and then PS5, they won again. And now yep. I feel like they're doing the same thing that we, you know, the same thing that we saw Microsoft do during the three, during the Xbox One generation, where they were mm -hmm. like, all right, we kicked everybody's butt last time. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do all of these things that will make us a bunch of money and make everybody mad because we're winning. I feel like every time one of these companies starts winning, they start doing really scummy things. Now, the raising of the price of the PS5, lame. I feel, I personally, I feel like the PS Portal. I think that that's a good price, and um, I also think it's, you know, we've got some news that might make that even more, uh, what's the word, uh, palatable, uh, yes. which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but you know, you brought up the PSVR two. We just had the Meta Quest three come out, and that thing's only five hundred bucks, and that has like it's all by itself. Like, you don't need anything else. Right. Sure, the games probably won't look as good as they do on a PSVR 2. But, I mean, that's so much more expensive. So, I think that that's definitely something to think about. Um, you know, I, I mentioned uh, this, uh, the game, the, the PS Portal. And uh, this just came out from... GN World, which I never heard of. I don't. I don't know who, what this uh, website is. 
But this is actually pretty interesting. It says Sony will let you stream PS5 games to your PS5 soon. And somebody might be like, well, what the hell would I want to do that for? Well, so <laughs> that you don't have to install it. There's one reason. Um, you can do this on Xbox already. It's crazy that it took Sony this long to do it. They haven't mentioned anything about the PS Portal. But if you can stream this at 1080p to your PS5, you're going to be able to, I, I almost 100% guarantee that you are going to be able to stream to your PS portal, which then makes this, like, not from your PS5, just from the cloud, that makes it a way more uh, compelling product, in my opinion. Uh, Rich, you bought one, you bought a PS portal. Do you think that that's going to happen? I think it has to happen. I think it has to happen. I think um, if if this streams from my damn PS uh, from the cloud to the damn PS5 to the PS portal, I'm oh, gonna be so bad. so angry. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, yeah. I almost hope that it does, only so that like just so for the for the memes, for the jokes, for the making fun of it, for the thumbnails, for the click yeah. click through rate yeah. on that stuff. But God, I it, hope not. It would because... be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not good. So yeah, I, I do think they have to. And when I was talking about the PS portal price, um, the price is reasonable. If the features that you expect to be there are there, the problem is there are not a lot of features. Um, this is one of them, right? Like being able to, to stream PS five games from the cloud, not need my PS five. Um, that would be huge. You know, right now they're just talking about streaming to another PS five. So I'd, I'd like to see this on PC as well. It would be great to, to play this on our handhelds, right? So I'd like to see that, but it seems like they're not talking about that yet. Well, this is all, you, it only streams with the premium PlayStation Plus tier. Yeah. Right? Got it. So you'd need to be subscribed to that, much like you have to subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate to get xCloud. Um, mm -hmm. What would be nice is if PlayStation, if, you, if I, a PC person that doesn't have a PlayStation at all can just subscribe to PSN Plus Premium right. and stream whatever is in that catalog to their PC. Um, I think it'll be less... I mean, it's still, like, nice uh, if someone hasn't played some of those games, even though that the, the there's, like, some... You know, like, maybe God of War Ragnarok might be inside of that library before it comes on PC, so there's going to be, like, this time window yeah. of people that would like to play with, that don't have it. Uh, so there's an interesting thing there, especially if you can do it on Steam Deck, right? Like, or any other handheld where if yeah. it's Android, you can just download the PlayStation Plus app uh, yep. to stream to your phone. I think that's cool. I think that's a, a I personally think it's really great. Uh, for me, I just hope that they solve any, I mean, that anything you play in there, the game can save properly to the PSN cloud and then it could go to a PS5. I hope that whole thing works well because uh, that'd be the only ask from me. Um, the only thing that's not very compelling to me is that if, if it's just your, the PSN premium library, um, it's all of PlayStation's older games. Um, so they have to kind of figure that out. So it's not in this article, but I had seen somewhere else where they had talked about the idea that you would also be able to stream games that you own. So not oh. just the games that are in premium, but I can't find it in this article. Um, that's interesting as well. Yeah, well, nobody 
Nobody else is doing that. Uh, Microsoft is not doing that. The only other company that just let you straight up buy games and stream them was Google Stadia. And I thought that was the best. That was not only was that the best streaming experience, but it was also the best like way to do it because I didn't have to be subscribed. I could just buy a game and stream it. And if I could just buy a game and stream it, then I don't have to worry about, oh, I got to finish this game before it rotates out of whatever availability because once I buy it, then it's mine. If I can stream those games, that's that's compelling to me. Kyle, you're, you're a PS5 guy. Um, are you going to be streaming games to your PS5 or are you like, I don't have the internet for that? What do you think? Uh, I have the internet for it. I probably wouldn't. Um, I'm more sensitive to graphical artifacting and stuff from streaming and the input latency but um i mean it would be a it would be a game changer for a lot of people especially if they decide to cut down the internal storage of the uh the new ps5 or something um or if you don't want to hook up an external drive or for the ps portal assuming that it doesn't need a ps5 in the middle (laughs) (laughs) yep God, if they do that, that's just so stupid. Um, okay, Rich, you added some stuff to the show notes that are PlayStation related. You want to hit us up? Yeah. So this, the first one is PC Trophies. Another sort of leak about it coming to uh, PC. And this, so I say another because we heard about this back when Miles Morales was coming to PC or came to PC. The data miners found evidence of trophies in Miles Morales, the PC port. Um, so now people like truetrophies.com, they have these tools that are built to scan trophies so that they have like an up-to-date database of trophies on their platform. And so those scanners, if you actually scroll down a little bit, they found a new platform called PSPC. And so, you know, it's unclear if that means PlayStation PC, PlayStation Studios PC, something like that, but apparently means PC, right? So this is just a little bit of evidence that um, trophies should be coming to PC. No, no indication of when. Maybe Helldivers Two. That's coming in February and coming day and date with the PlayStation version. Um, and then I'll just throw this in there too. There was also a job posting for a PC planning analyst at Sony PlayStation. By the way, just give the job to me. Uh, 4K, <laughs> 60 FPS, Bloodborne. That's it. I, I've just I've done increased, my work. Yeah, I've increased your revenue by by billions. That's all you need to do. Um, so so yeah, uh, they're hiring someone for PC planning analyst. So it seems you know we were talking a couple of weeks ago about Jim Ryan stepping down and whether or not like that means anything for PC strategy with PlayStation. But it seems like you know they're definitely doubling down on that strategy, and I think we're only going to see more of that. All right. Um, So before we wrap up, because we are already past that hour, I did want to say that one of my favorite games that was on Google Stadia that I think I might have actually mentioned a couple episodes ago um, is coming to other platforms finally. It didn't die with Google Stadia, and that is Pac-Man Megatunnel Battle. If you have not played this game, it is really cool. You have, I think it's 16 rooms, and you play as Pac-Man. It was a, uh, you go around and you eat the ghosts and you eat the dots, you eat, you eat all, you know, clear off your board. But each 
room, you know how Pac-Man has tunnels on the side that you can leave one and come back to the other side? Well, you don't leave yeah. one. You go into other Pac-Man's boards, eat the power pellet, eat them, and uh, whoever's the last Pac-Man standing wins. It's a battle royale game. As you play, the you know the Pac-Man boards start to disappear. If you're on one that's going to disappear, you get a warning. It's like you got to get off this board before this time or you're going to get killed. Uh, but you also have like power ups. So like you can get a power up and store it and be like, okay, I need to move faster now. Push a button. Now you're moving faster for a certain amount of time. Or uh, you can make it so that the ghosts will follow you. So you can get the ghosts to follow you towards an, this other Pac-Man to kind of trap them. Or you can nice. use a power up to scare the ghosts away. So you can move to like one side, press that power up, and now the ghosts are going to turn and go towards the other Pac-Man. There's a lot of strategy to it, and it's really, really fun, and it's coming to like every platform. And so I, I cannot wait for this to come out. I hope it is a 100% free-to-play game, and they just monetize the heck out of you know stupid hats for your Pac-Man because that's <laughs> that's like one of the things you could do is as you played, you could earn like these doofy hats or like a tail or a trail that went behind you or different 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 graphics for like the walls of the maze that you're in uh and all of that stuff was customizable and that's that's if you make it a free-to-play game you're gonna have like a ridiculous number of people playing and you're gonna make up that money on the back end by them buying a stupid pair of sunglasses for their pac-man at least that's how I look at it. So, did any of you guys have a chance to play Mega Tunnel Battle when it was on Stadia? Nope. Everybody no, shakes their head. No, you guys missed out. But you're gonna get a chance to play to. it when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so fun, uh, and especially I'm excited about that because I think Nintendo is shutting down the Pac-Man Pac 99. Yep. On Nintendo Switch, mm -hmm. which is a shame because that game's also really fun. A different style of battle royale Pac-Man. They're shutting that down, <laughs> so now this is going to be the one, and I wonder if that's the reason why. Because they, there, you know, there can be only one. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, all right, let's uh, wrap up and talk about the the videos that we got coming. I got a video coming out later on this week about um, how you know we owe Valve a little bit of thanks. So that's coming out later on this week. Carrie, you said you were working on a, catching up on projects. What what videos are coming out this week from you? Um, I'm working on a few of them, but the, the most immediate one is uh, B-Link sent me their uh, uh, SBC. Um, it, it is the 7940HS. Uh, it's it's a really nice thing. It uses different RAM than LPDDR5X, so there's implications there. So I'm going to be covering that type of stuff and the types of things you can expect from them. But it's a very nice uh, SBC if you were looking at something to just have like uh, a PC uh, in the living room type of situation. Um, it's a, it's a nice small box. that's not loud. Uh, so I'll be covering that. Awesome. Very Kyle, cool. what about you, man? What are you working on? Uh, I can't promise it'll be this week, but a Starfield deck dive. Deck oh, dive. Nice. Nice. 80% of the way through the testing for that. Sweet. So that's a game that we have not talked about on this show at all. Um, I think I played it for about 10 minutes maybe no that's not true i probably played it for an hour and guy got sleepy and it i don't <laughs> blame the game uh it just okay. wasn't grabbing me that's definitely a game that we need to talk about at some point in the near future because i want to know what other people think about it uh but if you want to figure out how to run that game well 
on your Steam Deck, then make sure you guys head over to Cryobyte 33 for that. Uh, Rich, what do you got coming up? Yeah, so going to have a news video this week, um, probably Tuesday, I think. Um, just Steam Deck news talking about some of the stuff we talked about here, right? So uh, definitely check that out. But also, I got the Ionio-Kun recently, so nice. my review of that should be out later this week as well. Awesome. And uh, make sure that you guys check in the uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, check out the description down below for links to all of these guys channels. Make sure you go click there, click subscribe, turn on the bells and all that stuff. Uh, and we will see you all next time. Uh, until then, stay rad, everybody. Bye bye.